All right, so this is a Taylor GS Mini. It's not a standard size guitar. It's, it's almost a, a three-quarter size guitar. Taylor make really, really nice guitars. And this one is really nice. This little, this little pickup that I've got here, I bought from a guy who uses a guitar like this in an orchestra. So it's a really, really well-made. It sounds phenomenal. Now, normally with guitars, depending on the type of strings that you use, is going to impact a little bit on your ability to play. So, because of the way that I was practicing at one stage, I've hurt the, the joints in my fingers from playing too much. So, I've had to change my style of playing the guitar. So. One of the things that that translates to is not using very thick, heavy gauge strings, which are hard to press. I had a Yamaha classical guitar, I was playing some Spanish guitar at the time, and it was just through running scales and playing the nylon strings are much thicker, and you have to, well, I was, I don't think you have to, but I was pressing quite hard to get quite a good grip on it and quite a good sound out of the the instrument. The normal things with people who, who become experienced is they usually go up in gauges of strings because sometimes if you have very thin strings they tend to move around a lot and if you're really whacking it you want a little bit of stability in your playing. And then also depends some of the very experienced players prefer using lighter strings because then you can just play with the a lighter touch it depends very much on the on the instrument you're using so this is a this is a steel string acoustic guitar not a, a classical guitar you can plug it in so it's not electric it's an acoustic guitar with a with a pickup in it so why i'm telling you the story about the 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 sore fingers is because there's two ways to practice the one way is to use the information that you have and to continue, like I say, scales. So I know lots of scales. I can play lots of scales. Scales are easy. You've all heard people playing them on the piano. Up and down. And there are lots of modes that you can do that. You can go up and down and up and down. So I learned the positions of the scale, so that's just a, a normal classic scale. There are others. That would be a blue scale. Also has variations up and down the fretboard. idea is to be able to stay in key when you're playing a piece of music right so learning all of these scales oh yes and then the the spats those are the three those are three different ones now i learned the scales but then what I would do is I would just play scales. 
So like that Spanish one is a... Just a variation of it playing it up and down the fretboard. So I would just play those over and over and over again because I thought I was practicing. The problem is with just playing the same things over and over again, you don't expand your knowledge base. You just get good at playing those exact same patterns over and over again. Now, it's quite interesting because I think about this stuff a lot and I play the guitar quite a lot, but it didn't register in my mind because I can play a lot of different things. If you put songs in front of me, I can play songs, I can read a little bit of of music and learn pieces of music. So I have quite a, a wide knowledge base. I was thinking, well, I can play if I practice the scales, you just stick me in a band and I'll, off I'll go, I'll be able to, to do that. And I have done that, I've sat in with bands and played and, and it's gone fine. But I hurt myself. It's like a runner who just runs and runs and runs. Eventually you have these injuries that just happen over time. Um, your knees get a little bit worn out from the constant impact of going and going and going and it's ex the exact same thing that happened with the, with the joints in my finger. So there's a thing called osteoarthritis, which is what the, the hand specialist, I went to go see a hand specialist, which is what he said I had. And he said to me, you've got two choices. You can either continue playing the way that you're playing and you'll maybe get another four years of playing and then you'll have to stop. You won't be able to play again. Or what you need to do is you need to change your style of playing. And that wasn't an easy thing really to do because I'm used to doing things the way that I do them and I think that I know what it is that I'm doing, but I was forced into a position if I want to continue playing to change up my style. So one of the things that I did was I got rid of that nylon string classical guitar because that was the thing that caused the problem. So I got that out of the picture. And then I tried down tuning my guitars. And what that means is guitars are normally tuned to E standard. Now your key goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G, E, E, F, G. That's right, ends at E. So to make the strings a little bit softer, I would tune a step down, which would be, so we tune down to D, so the strings were a little bit softer. But the problem is, is then I would be in D the whole time. And when I'm sitting in with guys and everybody else is tuned to E standard, which is the, the standard, either everybody would have to come down to my tuning and we'd have to change all the music or I would have to go up. And there's definitely muscle memory, because if you learn how to play something, I didn't play the guitar for about 15 years. And I was able to just pick it up and, and play. I had lost so much of the technique, like the little bits and pieces, the little tricks. I used to be able to play with anything, and I found that I was unable to do that but I still had some muscle memory of the things that I was, that I was able to play. So making it easier for myself wasn't really, I mean, it was a solution and it is a workable solution because a lot of 
bands do play in drop tunings, but it wasn't really a solution for me. So I started taking lessons. Because I thought to myself, if I'm going to be playing, and I want to get better, and I want to advance, then obviously taking lessons is the way to go. Start to learn the thing that I've been avoiding my whole life, which is music theory. Because basically I taught myself how to play. When I was 17 or whatever, I took a few guitar lessons. It was useless and, and that was it. Otherwise, I've just learned everything myself. The teacher wasn't very good. He didn't know how to get the information across to me and I didn't want to learn any of the stupid theory stuff. So now I get lessons once a week and I have a teacher who is teaching me music theory, how to stay in key. Now, part of this whole thing is practice. I have to sit and practice. So one of the things that she's teaching me, because I asked her specifically, I want to learn how to do composition. I want to learn how to write music, how to make up my own songs, because I can learn other people's songs. And I know lots of other people's songs. But it's difficult to play someone else's music and to play it exactly the way that they play it because it's their music. And you can see that as well. People who write their own songs, sometimes they go on stage and they can't even remember what it is that they, that they wrote. So they'll play a different version of their own song and everybody's like, oh, it's wonderful. He made some beautiful changes there during the song. Did you hear? Probably forgot what he was doing. So there's a song by, by John Mayer is really really nice a beautiful song Anybody know the song? Nobody knows the song. Lovely. But that's his music. And for me to do it and to sing it along, it's quite something to learn somebody else's music. It's not a, it's not a simple thing. So that's what I, I want to learn how to write my own music. And part of that is where we are at the moment is in key. If I want to play in key, what substitutions of chords I can use and how those substitutions work and what the rules behind those substitutions are. And it's not easy for me to remember these things. I have to apply my mind to learn these things. And my teacher comes every week and I'm trying to make sure that I'm staying ahead of the curve, that I'm writing pieces of music, that I'm learning the things that she's, taking, that she's teaching me and that I'm actually moving in the direction that I, that, I, that I want to move in. And that's my responsibility. And I play every day. I play all the time. So what I do want to do is I'm, I'm going to pass this around and give everybody 
a chance. I'm going to show you something really, really simple to play. Very, very easy. And let's see if we can do it. We'll go around this way. You'll easily be able to do this because it's going to be very, very simple. Okay. So there's a very famous piece of music that goes something like this. All right, so what I'm doing is, is I'm taking one finger and I'm just flattening those four strings. And then I'm taking another finger and I'm just flattening the other two. All right, that is an E major chord, which is the same as just in a different voicing. But I don't want you to do that because that's going to be too hard. <laughs> what I want you to do is you see on the, on the top, you see there's dots here. We're going to be working at the one, two, at the third dot. The third dot, the second string from the top, and that string over there. I only want you to press on two strings and just go like this. All right. So it's easy, eh? Up the neck, down the neck. Two fingers. Index finger and ring finger. Third dot. All right. When he's doing it, it's like it's so easy, you know? So I often sit and watch people play and I do look at them and think ah, I'll easily be able to do that because I play already but it's not so easy. It's a completely a different thing. When you get in front of people and you have to play in front of people, stage fright is a, is a real thing. We did a, we did a show and it took me the first three songs just to settle down to be playing in, in front of people. So it's worthwhile if a person is going to perform to just warm up together as a band that you can all click together and then you go out and, and do your thing. It's not just a case of jumping on stage and unless you're very, very good. And this is what you do is you play. You have experience which is, I guess, the, the, the thing that we're talking about here. So we're talking about learning a new skill, and there are two parts to that. The one part is you have to figure it out. Now, I, I stopped playing because I associated music with my old life, which was what my old life was all about hanging around in bars and following live bands around that's all i used to do and get wasted 
So I stopped playing. And I went through a period where I was under a lot of stress and I just needed something to do to occupy my mind that wasn't just work or home and watching TV. So I started, I, I tried a few things. I tried uh, doing pottery and I absolutely hated pottery because pottery is making mud pies. It's just so mind-numbingly boring. And then I thought I'd try art, drawing. I, I don't like drawing. And the reason I don't, one of the reasons I don't like drawing, one, because I don't like drawing. The other one is, is because I can't draw and I know exactly what it is going to take for me to make the gains in my ability. I'm going to have to dedicate a tremendous amount of time and sit and fiddle with pens and pencils and paint to learn how to draw. It's not going to be a case of me becoming someone who can draw something happening very quickly. And we all look, I certainly look at people at various stages in, in their art career and think to myself, this is terrible. You know, and they're painting these things and, you know, they think it's all wonderful and I look at it and it's, it's amateur hour because it is amateur hour. And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, it's going to take me forever to learn this. I don't know if I'm interested in doing this. And I had a guitar that I had sold all my gear and I had one guitar that was similar to this, an acoustic guitar, lying around the house and I just thought, Ugh, let me just pick it up and, and play. And it was automatic, you know, you just strum a few chords. And I was back there again and then I started playing again. Now I'm sitting in a position where I have 11 guitars. I've got so much crap lying around my house, around music. I've stopped buying guitars now. I don't want to sell some of them. <laughs> because what I've found is I only play one. I have my favorite one that I play. I like electric guitar. I play electric guitar. That's my, that's my favorite thing. I have one electric guitar that I play. And the reason I bought it originally is because Jimi Hendrix had one. And I love Jimi Hendrix. It's the same one that he had. Not the upside down one like his, but it's the same color and everything. The white Fender Strat. I also have a bass guitar. I don't like the bass. I can play the bass. But I don't like playing the bass. I like to play the guitar. So coming back to what I was talking about, which was learning a new skill. This was something that I really, really wanted to do. I bought my first guitar when I was 16 for 40 Rand. I have a picture of me with with that guitar and I've always just wanted to play I love the guitar I love guitar music it's really just something that I that I'd love to do now I was I was talking to Taku about this and because I'm I'm spending time taking lessons and I practice and I try to learn what my teacher is teaching me Right, so there's a I spend a considerable amount of time doing this. And I was talking to Taku and I was thinking, you know, am I wasting my time doing something that is just purely a hobby, that has no financial value? All it's done is, so far, has cost me money. I'm never going to make money out of it. All I'm going to try and do is learn to be a better musician. Is it worth it or should I be focusing more should I go back to school 
should I go back and do a, a degree or accounting or business finance or one of those things? And he said something very interesting to me. He said to me, what is the bleed over? What is the bleed over of, of what it is that you're doing? What in all of this effort that you're putting into this thing that you really enjoy, can you apply to the other areas of your life? What can you take? Because it's a very, very true statement when we say, if you want to learn to be a master chess player, and you think that being able to play chess will enable you to be a good strategist and to understand life, you are sorely mistaken because you will just become a good chess player unless you apply your mind to that bleed over. How is it with these things that I'm learning and that I'm knowing? What is the knowledge that I can take here that I can apply to other areas of my life? What is the commitment? What is the dedication? What is the hours? How do I do that? What about the things that I don't like? So I would say I enjoy 80% of what I do. That's not work. I'm talking in my life here at the treatment center. 80% of what I do is not work. I just really enjoy it. 20% is work. That's when I have to sit down and do financials. That's when I have to pick up the phone and make those really, really difficult phone calls. That's when I have to make those really, really, really tough decisions that we all get faced with and that I'm accountable for because I don't answer to anybody. Well, I answer to the government and to the state and, and there are laws that I need to adhere to, but I have to make decisions and I have to make calls and I have to live with the consequences. That's work. The rest of it I really just enjoy. Let me play something for you. So I made that up sitting out on the bench there and waiting to come into group. And then there's a way to do it. I know the chords. Uh, and all I did was play in the key of C. And I went to C because there's a formula. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. And I looked at, okay, I can play a C major but then it's just a little, that's just one finger going up and down. And then A minor. 
and I know that I can play A minor because I worked it out in the key. And D minor because I know that I can play it in the key. And E minor, but I had to play G major and I know how to work that out in the key. Now, I didn't know any of this stuff. I just used to wing it. So I would play just by ear. Now, there is, there's a bit that you can do playing just by ear. You can make things work. But if you know the rules and if you know the structure, it just opens up so much. An example of that would be if I play, a, this is a D7 chord. If I play, it's, it sounds all right here on the guitar, but if I play this chord on my electric guitar, it sounds awful. It sounds really, really horrible. I don't know what it is about this, about this note in there that, that doesn't work for me. So using the, the knowledge that my teacher has taught me is I reworked it into... just the standard thing but everything in there is within the rules I've just broken it down because I know what the rules are and I know what I can do within the rules there are things that work together and music is a very interesting thing because if we go back to the early composers Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, all of those guys they had been learning music and how to put all of this stuff together from then. It, they were using harpsichords. There was no piano. If we're talking, and I, I'm so sorry now I don't have the dates offhand, but let's just say that people have been composing classical music for somewhere between four and 600 years. In that time, they have figured out what is the best method to teach that information to another person, that it all fits together. You can think 600 years of teaching one subject, one set of rules, because there's one set of rules in music. You can do a multitude of things, as we can see with all the new genres of music that keep popping up all over the place. It's all within the same rules, and it's all using those same C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C using those same notes, tones, semitones, substitutions, and just goes on and on, tritones, just goes on and on and on and on. If you know the rules, it just expands so much that you are able to do. Instead of just hitting, missing it, and running over the same ground that you have over and over again, hoping that you are going to improve. If you are making a mistake and you are running over that same ground over and over and there's a mistake in the way that you are doing things, all that you will do is reinforce that mistake and become very good at making that same mistake over and over and over again. The only way that you will know if you are making a mistake is if someone sits with you and gives you immediate feedback about 
what you are doing and how you are doing that. A teacher, a coach. Let's be real. Why am I, why am I sitting here talking about this stuff? A sponsor. Go to meetings. Figuring out and trying to understand what is it about your disease that you need to know to win at this game. Because your addiction is going to make sure that things go badly for you. That's guaranteed. Now you can continue to allow things to go badly for you, which is your choice. Or you can try and figure out what it is that you need to know to rise above all of the suffering and make it work. But you need to learn, you need to teach yourself, and you need a feedback mechanism. Now, the one thing with addiction is the desire to stop can sometimes be a little bit of a tricky obstacle to cross. I really, really want to play the guitar. And I really, really, really don't want to drink and I really don't want to use drugs. That's nothing more important in my life than that. But as you can imagine, yeah, in the treatment center, not everybody has that same desire and that same priority to stop. And then we have our minds chewing at us. I want to sit on the weekend and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go out tonight. I want to stay at home. I want to hang out with my wife and kids, whatever the situation might be. So, I don't think there's really more that I can add to that. Look at the things that you, that you can do. See what the bleed over is. See how you can teach yourself and what you can learn if you want to improve. Or else all that you're going to be doing is just repeating the same mistakes in your practice over and over again. And it's not going to improve. 